0: Journey Business Plans is the leading immigration business plan writing service provider in Canada. With more than 10 years of experience, Journey has grown to become a trusted partner for immigration consultants and lawyers. Journey focuses on preparing business plans for a number of immigration applications, including intercompany transfers, startup visas, significant benefits, self-employed, PNPs, and so much more. Their main competitive advantages are reliability, responsiveness, and overall customer service, and I can attest to that. For those of you who don't yet know about Journey, ask your colleagues about them. They're amazing. Or even better, try out their work. You can visit their website at www.joorney.ca and mention you listen to my podcast with the code Journey 10 That's H O L T H E J O O R N E Y number 10, and that'll provide you with a 10% discount on your very first business plan for new lawyers. We're so grateful to have Journey Business Plans as the title sponsor of this podcast.
1: The Canadian immigration process can be complex and frustrating. With the Canadian Immigration Department making it virtually impossible to speak to an officer, there are few places to turn to for trusted information. The Canadian Immigration Podcast was created to fill this void by offering the latest on immigration law, policy, and practice. Please welcome ex-immigration officer and Canadian immigration lawyer, Mark Holtby, as he is joined by industry leaders across Canada, sharing insight to help you along your way.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Canadian Immigration Podcast. I'm here with Alicia once again. How are you, Alicia?
2: doing well, Mark. And it's interesting to get into these free trade agreements. And you know, we we sometimes don't use them until we happen upon a candidate who happens to have nationality of one of these countries. And then all of a sudden, you've got options again.
0: Exactly. And uh, it really is, I've described it as this in the past quite a bit, but it's kind of like a buffet, kind of like a Chinese buffet where you go and you've got all these options and choices. And um, I guess it's not completely free to choose whatever you want but there are different considerations when you're bringing people in and the first thing that you do look at is the country they're coming from so today we're going to talk about the Canada Chile free, t- free trade agreement um, why don't you introduce it just give them a little bit of background about how long it's been around and and uh, where the current situation is with that agreement between Canada and Chile.
2: Mm -hmm. So this was interestingly the first free trade agreement with a South American country and Canada. So it was actually one of the original ones. It entered into force in 1997 and it was modernized. There was an overhaul in 2019, which was interesting and significant in that there is now a whole chapter on standalone chapter on trade and gender. And so this is a a first for Canada's uh, free trade agreements. And there's a whole framework, which is interesting for the parties to both cooperate on trade, gender. They're recognizing that international trade is not gender neutral and there's a committee that's going to share knowledge and best practices for programs for women entrepreneurs, um, women who are leading SMEs and encouraging women's participation in national but also international economies. So this is a a nice progressive step, I would say, and they do have reporting that happens on a a regular basis after entry into force.
0: Very cool. Do you think that this is a precursor to things to come with other countries. Um, I wonder what's unique about Chile. You know, I know that it's quite a progressive country to start with. My son, as you're aware, served a mission for our church down there in two years and for two years. And I know at the time they were going through some pretty significant um, adjustments to what would be the equivalent of their Charter of Rights and Freedoms kind of thing. And, uh, and so they were, you know, it's been going through a number of different, um, iterations. I don't know what the final stage is, but they're definitely when, in terms of South American countries, they're, they're one of the more progressive countries in, in, um, in that continent for sure.
2: Yeah. And I I would hope that this is a a way that Canada is going to move forward, especially because if we are neglecting 50% of our population, there's a lot of talent out there that can be getting missed. And so if there's anything that we can do to foster trade, especially with, with women in countries that are professionals, for example, then that is going to be of benefit to, to both nations. And the other thing to mention too, it's not only the Canada Free Trade Agreement that Chile is trying to negotiate, there's also other international agreements that they are in the process of trying to ratify. So it's not yet ratified in Chile, but just to mention that Chile is a partner in the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, so otherwise known as the CPTPP. Um, (laughs) So that one, yeah, it's a mouthful but that one is in force between Canada and Australia, Japan, Mexico and New Zealand. So Chile is a partner but has not yet ratified that agreement within Chile. So um, we're waiting for that to come into effect but they are on the radar screen and they are also doing ongoing negotiations with a Canada-Pacific Alliance free trade agreement. So Canada is moving forward with Chile on a number of fronts but As we mentioned right now, the only option is the Canada-Chile free trade agreement.
0: I remember when I was on the national executive, we met with um, one of the head uh, officials, at least within the department, that was spearheading the expansion of our free trade agreements. And they were very aggressive and uh, they had big plans. And this was a a year or so before the pandemic hit when it kind of slowed things down a little bit. But uh, for sure, we will continue to see, uh, you know, probably even within our practice, Alicia, before you and I decide, Oh, we're done with this Canadian immigration. You know, we're going to have, I I can see Canada having agreements with many, many countries all over the world. And when you look at the U S one of the uh, podcasts that we did was treaty and traders and investors uh, a few, a few episodes back. And I remember talking with um, one of the, my U S colleagues, (coughs) U S attorneys and they were really the pioneers in this whole concept of treaty trader investor uh, agreements with countries all over the world. And um, and so they, you know, when they entered into the agreement with uh, under Kusuma with us, that was something that they included. But Canada was really quite foreign to us, uh, and we really don't use the the trader uh, trader investor program um, those categories a lot in Canada. But the U.S. had fully adopted and just loves them more so than the intercompany transfers. Well. I can see as we go forward in Canada that these these agreements really are going to be a fairly large staple as long as individuals fit within the narrow parameters of these you know of the trade and in, in service. Essentially, um, this is going to be a place that people are going to want to look first before anything else, and then if there isn't you know, an agreement with the country, one of these countries in the world, that then then you look at, uh, you know, the general provisions or ultimately the temporary foreign worker program. So it'll be very interesting to see how things evolve in the coming years and how many new agreements Canada enters into. Okay, let's talk about the details. So who is eligible? What, what types of permits, you know, are, are encompassed within this and how does it compare to some of the other, uh, you know, programs we already have in existence?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, Mark, you you basically had the perfect segue because the formerly NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, basically is now... CUSMA, but that agreement is kind of like the blueprint for this agreement. And so it's important to keep in mind that many of the same provisions and strictures for the C-U-S-M-A are going to apply for the Canada-Chile Free Trade Agreement as well. So nationality, people have to have citizenship of Chile. Um, They have to be entering under, so the there's still a trader and investor category and that remains the same. So however it is expressed in Kuzma is going to be picked up and replicated in the CCFTA. Um, there are some differences though. So business visitors are still allowed under the Canada-Chile Free Trade Agreement. There are a few things that have been removed. So as we know, or most of us probably know for, Kuzma, they give interpretive guidelines on who's a business visitor. And we did a whole podcast on this, Mark, on business visitors. And so there's many pitfalls, right? You can't just shoehorn everybody into a business visitor, um, especially when they are entering for a longer term purpose to perform hands on work. So keep in mind those requirements are still there. The one interesting thing that the Canada Free Trade Agreement with Chile does is they remove a few categories of business visitors. So they say, harvester owners, too bad, no way, you can't come in as a business visitor. Transportation operators under distribution, uh uh. Uh, Canadian and American brokers performing brokerage duties under distribution and tour bus operators under general service. None of those people can come in no matter how you try to make your argument for a business visitor. So just keep that in mind for business visitors.
0: Perfect okay so um what other categories do we have so we've got business Mm -hmm. visitors and yeah so business we have
2: we still have intercompany transfers and we still have the traders and investors and those are basically untouched the other thing that we do have is professionals and this is where there's just a few little nuances that we thought we'd talk about today and the other thing to mention is if you've not gone back to your lmia exemption code list recently do make sure to go and refresh that because a lot of those codes have been updated and modernized and so now you actually break them down by a whole bunch of different letters and of course those are not uh, legislative references they're officer references but it is helpful to try to tune your officer to which category you are applying under so it used to be under the t23 code for professionals but now specifically for chile they've given it an f22 number Mm. so we are looking at professionals here and it's still similar to the old nafta the now cusma that anybody who's coming as a professional can't come as a self-employed person they have to come as a pre-arranged either employee so they have to be a salaried employee with a contract with their new canadian employer or they are allowed to be under contract with the professionals employer in their home country and they're kind of parachuting in for a, a short term so yes professionals and Not like the business visitors where you just have interpretive guidelines, but similar to CUSMA, you have a very restrictive list of here are the professionals. And same thing, there's 60 of them. It's the same 60 professionals. Nothing has been added to them. But the one good thing about the Canada-Chile Free Trade Agreement is that there is a recognition of the Chilean education system. And so... It's mandatory that people be able to prove their professional qualifications because of their education or their licensing. And there is a recognition for some of the uh, Chilean education system. So for 14 of the professions, Chileans can have things like um, alternative credentials, for example, the Chilean university title because that is applicable in their country.
0: Now, right now, uh, Chileans require a visa to come to Canada. So place of application, where do we submit these?
2: Mm -hmm. So because there is a visa requirement, then these are all going to have to be online applications. So make sure that the employer has already submitted their offer of employment through the employer portal. You have your A number, you've got your O number. And then as soon as that's completed, then working with a professional to submit their online application for their work permit, once they get that, visa in their passport, and then they come to the border with their pre-approval letter, they will be issued that work permit at the border itself.
0: Perfect. One, um, one thing I, I always like to point out with these less common work permit programs is sometimes as a practitioner, it makes sense to include a little excerpt, um, make sure that you very clearly outline the, the nature of the, like Alicia said, the, the confirmation exemption code that is associated with this work permit and and the parameters really spell it out for officers because not all of them, and this may not necessarily be processed by someone who has experience with Chilean, you know, with the agreement. It could be just an officer who's been assigned this and and they don't realize exactly what you're asking for. And next thing you know, you get a, a, you know, a refusal that says you need an LMIA, right? It's missing from the application because they don't understand. So, Bake the, the clear explanation of what you're doing right into everything from the employer letter of support to the, you know, to the submission letter that you're including uh, within your package um, as the representative and uh, make it as easy as possible for the officer to understand what you're doing, including here's the list and this individual is on the list of occupations if it's a professional. Any other thoughts, Alicia, before we wrap up this short little little podcast on the Canada-Chilean uh, free trade agreement?
2: I guess the last thing is just um, making sure with your candidate too if they've not done biometrics that you're including that biometrics fee and that you're baking in some time for them to do the biometrics at the airport. I had uh, a fellow and his family come in a couple weeks ago and they hadn't yet done their biometrics. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, let me know when you arrive and send me a copy of your work permit before you leave immigration secondary so I can double check that it's issued properly. And I was Mm -hmm. waiting and I was waiting and their flight was supposed to land at 2 and it got delayed till 7 p.m. And then I hadn't heard from them by 9 p.m. And then it was 11 o'clock and I I emailed him and like, what's going on? Are you okay? Oh. And he said, oh, my family and I all had to do biometrics. And so oh. that's what was also holding things time. up is that, yeah, it took a long time. And he did say um, he was very grateful for all the briefing and making sure that I had gone through carefully what was required, because he said he saw all sorts of things going sideways while he was sitting at immigration secondary.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. You, you get to see how, you know, how much better it is when you're actually prepared you know, through the experiences of others that are not, they can, you know, sometimes not be as kind. Let's just leave it at that. Well, with all of these uh, free trade agreements, especially the ones that have intercompany transfer provisions, um, uh, we want to give a a shout out to our sponsor, Journey uh, Business Plans, who um, uh, one of the things they specialize in is helping to prepare business plans in particular for intercompany transfers and so uh, when you have a new startup situation or if you've got a company let's say there's a business in chile who wants to uh, set up a new operation in canada and wants to transfer workers through the canada chile free trade agreement um, journey can definitely help with preparing business plans to uh, spell it all out for the officer in a, in a way that they get it and uh, journey right now if you use our promo code uh, Holfi Journey 10. That's H-O-L-T-H-E-J-O-O-R-N-E-Y number 10. They'll give you a 10% discount on the first business plan for new lawyers. So thanks Journey as our sponsor. All right, Alicia. We will say goodbye for now, and these short little snippets for each of these free trade agreements will continue in our business immigration series. If you guys have an idea for a future uh, topic on the podcast, or you'd even like to come join us and uh, share some insight on a certain aspect of Canadian business or individual immigration, give us a shout. You can just send an email to mark at com. All right. Thanks so much, and we will see you guys again soon.
1: Thank you for listening to the Canadian Immigration Podcast. Your trusted source for information on Canadian immigration law policy and practice. If you would like to book a legal consultation, please visit www.holtylaw.com. You can also find lots more helpful information on our Canadian Immigration Institute YouTube channel, where you can join Mark on one of his many Canadian Immigration Live Q&As. See you soon, and all the best as you navigate this crazy world we call Canadian Immigration.